0: Believers strengthened in their faith and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of
2: God. Bless the Lord and welcome to For Zion's Sake. We thank you for joining us. We're the Volks. My name is Shelley.
1: And my name is June. Hi, everyone.
2: We're grateful and privileged to continue to share a word that we started on Monday. And the subject of this week is robbing God. And if you're familiar with the book of Malachi we know that God accused the people of Israel of robbing him, specifically in the realm of the tithes and the offerings. And as a result of that, there was a curse put on the people. Now, while that is true regarding tithes, we see it as a principle that if we hold back anything from God, which he claims we are going to suffer, and God could very well withhold his blessing. And this week, we're speaking about robbing God in the area of wisdom. And we want to go back to the scripture that we're, we're going to go to again, but this is really the heart of what we're talking about. If you have your Bibles, turn with us to 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 1 through 5. And when I came to you, brethren, I did not come with superiority of speech or of wisdom, proclaiming to you the testimony of God. For I determined to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. And my message and my preaching were not in persuasive words of wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and the power that your faith should not rest in the wisdom of men, but on the power of God. So we have the opportunity to receive the word of God in the spirit and the power. Paul is saying this is there's only two ways of preaching, one in the wisdom of men with fancy words or one in the power and the spirit of God. Well, if that's true, there are only two ways that we could receive the word, whether we read it or hear it. And that is in the wisdom of man using our own intelligence or in the power and the spirit of God. And therefore, what we're saying this week is, God has been made, as we're gonna see in first Corinthians and second Corinthians, Jesus has been made our wisdom and we are robbing God of that wisdom when we choose to rely on our own understanding. And therefore we need to really see that this is one of the drawbacks we have in having a full life in the Lord because we're only receiving it in our own wisdom. We spoke throughout the week about how do we know we're receiving God's word in power and spirit? Well, the four indications we gave were these: if we receive God's word in power and in spirit, we need to believe it in our hearts and not just in our minds. We also read from Romans ten, I'm sorry, yeah, Romans nine verses ten and eleven, which says that anyone who believes in his heart that Christ was raised from the dead and confesses with his mouth. We do that and receive his righteousness. So there's a difference between receiving the word in our heart as opposed to receiving it just in our own intellect. The second thing was, as we said from Romans 10, it results in righteousness. Righteousness is not imputed to us just if we hear the word or understand it in our own understanding. We must understand it so it touches our heart. When we believe God's word in our hearts, which results in righteousness, we therefore become doers of the word and not merely hearers. And we know James speaks about this by saying that if we are only hearers and not doers, we are deceived. And the fourth indication that we receive the way the word of God the way we're supposed to do is our lives will change dramatically. In John 8, beginning in verse 31, we read these words. If you abide in my word, then you are my disciples and you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. Yesterday, we traced the issue of wisdom back to Genesis chapter three, when Eve was tempted by the serpent and she fell for the temptation by eating of the forbidden fruit. And the problem there was she, one of the reasons she ate from the tree and gave it to Adam was that the tree was desirable to make one wise. And we need to be careful not to try to make ourselves wise, but to receive the word of God that will change our lives.
1: And before we go on to the new subject for Thursday, Shelley, I think it's important to uh, remind the listeners and for you and I to remember that Jesus made a way for us. And he said to us, if we want to be his disciples, we need to deny ourselves, take up The cross and follow him. And we saw from Eve's example that she desired this fruit. It was desirable to her eyes and to make herself wise. But what she didn't realize, and Adam didn't realize, and sometimes the church doesn't realize, or Israel, or the world, that when God warns us through his commandments and his word, and demonstrated for us in his life a way to live this side of heaven, we are then putting ourselves in the hands of the serpent who was the root of that tree. And that's why Jesus came, to buy us back from the devil. That's why we need to be born again. And when we ask the Lord to live his life in and through us, which is what it really means to be a Christian, then his resurrected life, the power that raised Jesus from the dead, is the same power that lives in us and enables us to overcome sin and the world.
2: Amen. And you know, Junie, when you were talking, it occurs to me that one of the hardest things to do is regarding denial, is to deny our own wisdom, our own intelligence, and receive wisdom from God. Well, 1 Corinthians chapters 1 and 2 really speaks about the difference between God's wisdom and our wisdom. So if you have your Bible, turn with us to 1 Corinthians chapter 1, and we're going to begin in verse 17. For Christ did not send me to baptize, but to preach the gospel not in cleverness of speech that the cross of Christ should not be made should be made void for the word of the cross is to those who are perishing foolishness but to us who are being saved it is the power of god remember we talked about Paul's way of speaking it's in the power of god verse 19 for it is written this is a quote from Isaiah i will destroy the wisdom of the wise And the cleverness of the clever I will set aside. Where is the wise man? Where is the scribe? Where is the debater of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? Junior, that's such a powerful scripture. God has made foolish the wisdom of the world, the wisdom that we all lived in before we had a relationship with the Lord himself. He has made foolish the wisdom of the world. Verse 21. For since in the wisdom of God, the world through its wisdom did not come to know God. God was well pleased through the foolishness of the message preached to save those who believe. Junie, this is so powerful. I can recall when I wasn't a believer and you were sharing the gospel with me when you saw Jesus. I thought it was such foolishness. But that's what unbelievers think of the power and the wisdom of God.
1: And even more so Jews, Shelley, because in the last 2,000 years, the preaching of the gospel has brought in the Gentiles from the nations into the faith, into the commonwealth of Israel. But for the Jews and for Gentiles as well, it's the demonstration of an overcoming life by a people who believe in Jesus and allow Jesus to live his life in and through our lives. Something affects everything around a man, woman, or child who looks to God and asks for God to give them wisdom in how to live.
2: Hallelujah. Verse 22 in 1 Corinthians 1. For indeed, Jews ask for signs and Greeks search for wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified to Jews a stumbling block and to Gentiles foolishness. But to those who are called both Jews and Greeks, Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God, because the foolishness of God is wiser than men and the weakness of God is stronger than men. For consider your calling, brethren, that there were not many wise according to the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble, But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to shame the wise, and God has chosen the weak things of the world to shame the things which are strong. Again, Juni, whatever we believed before the Lord, we can know it's God when these things are flipped around 180 degrees. In other words, the foolishness of man is utterly useless. And And it says the foolishness of God is wiser than the wisdom of man.
1: Wow. And Shelley, when we live for Jesus, when we live for the Lord every day, we will not only experience the wisdom of God, but the power of his life will be demonstrated through the way we live. If we're sick, if we're going through something that would bring depression, To the average man, if we've lost all of our wealth, if uh, we would be in a position where we should be downtrodden, when we are living in the wisdom of God, through the power of God, He enables us to overcome every situation. we have to face well let's
2: close with verse 30 and we'll pick it up tomorrow Jimmy because it's first first Corinthians 1 verse 30 but by his doing in other words by God's doing you are in Christ Jesus who became to us wisdom from God and righteousness and sanctification and redemption and you know Junie I think we'll all agree all believers would agree That God has been made our righteousness. God has been the sanctifier and has sanctified us. And God is our redemption. But can we, in the same way we attribute those three characteristics to God, come to the place where we believe that Jesus has become wisdom for us from God? That's something that we are speaking about this week. That our wisdom avails nothing but his wisdom avails much.
1: And the way we really do believe it with all of our heart, Shelley, is when we turn to God and begin to ask him to guide us and we recognize yes. and see that our wisdom is foolishness to God. Mm-hmm. His wisdom is great and always enables us to overcome. Amen.
2: The word of God says anyone who asks for wisdom, God will give it liberally. So, Father, we ask that if we haven't done it up till now, we would live in the power and the spirit and the wisdom of God, which would make our lives very fruitful. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
0: Thank you for joining us this evening. If you would like to get in touch with Shelley and June, you can write to them at P. O. Box seventeen eighty four, Scottsdale, Arizona eight five two five two This program was sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund. We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525.